All right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. All right, it's Friday, and it's time for the Law of One. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is going to be the first class for the Law of One. And what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about um, the origin and then recap, because I started revisiting the Law of One. So we're going to end up recapping the the first few um, uh, sessions because I just did them. Uh, but I'll recap that. So if you guys want a, a complete, comprehensive breakdown of lesson one, two, and three, um, I think we're even on to four. You'll have to go back and watch the ones that I did. Then I got to thinking maybe I should be telling people, welcome, Julie, share this out, share this out, share this out. Uh, I should be telling people the background story, maybe, on the Law of One, not just from the description, but the actual backstory and everything that's going on in the in the language that you're going to see, and then get into breaking everything down, uh, because people have a lot of questions, so I figured I'd do that. So what we're going to do, like I said, is I'm uh, I'm getting classes together, and this is the first class, class one for the Law of One, and these will be here for people to find, so... If someone shows up at class 35 or 110, they can always go back, unfortunately, and start over, right? <laughs> so welcome, Jen. Uh, like I said, show this out, show this out, show this out. Welcome to uh, the first class, to, to everybody that's here. So I'm going to start with the background, right? I guess I could turn that overlay off, right? Let me turn that overlay off there so you guys can see me. Oh, I turned the background off, not the overlay. Let me go up to the overlay. My bad. Turn that off. Now, I have stuff. I'm not going to play the video because I'm only doing clips. Normally, if you're used to the Law of One, you know that I play uh, the video, and the video has, has a computer speaking, and you can see the, the words. Now, what I've done is I've gone to uh, lawofone.info, L-A-W-O-F-O-N-E dot INF is in Frank O.info, which has the entire transcript of everything that you see that the computer uh, plays, for instance, this year. And it's not exactly, uh, as you can see, very big on your screen, but I will read this stuff to you uh, just to do a recap. And I don't like to do that because of my voice and my vocal cords. Uh, the reason I have this beautiful radio voice is uh, because I almost lost uh, my vocal cords. Uh, in in a I had a cyst form on my vocal cords back in I think it was 2010 or 20 or 2009 somewhere around there and for a whole year almost two years I could only sound like this sounded like froggy that's the only words I could the only sound I could make with my voice I <clears throat> see right there is uh, hurting my vocal cords just doing that so there's a scar on my vocal cords in that spot as you can tell so I don't try to do that voice very often. Uh, and the doctors were like, we can't go in and do surgery because if we do, we you could lose your voice. So you, you have a voice now. And if the cyst stays, then uh, that'll be your voice for the rest of your life. And then if not, uh, you know, hopefully the cyst will go away. So the cyst fell off one day and it hurt really bad. It went away and it hurt really bad. But then I then I had a range of a voice and I had this voice left over. So I don't like to read everything. Welcome. Uh, I don't know if it's Jeanette or Janet. I think it's Jeanette because you have the E-N or E-A-N, right? Jeanette, right? Uh, Casey, welcome. So 
like I said, share this out, share this out. Those of you, if you haven't said hello in the chat, say hello in the chat so I know that you're here. So I will be reading this to you. Let me turn that off for a second. Uh, and I'll turn it back on. Uh, and so if you guys have a cell phone, you can enlarge it. If you have a big screen, you'll be able to see it to read along. However, you can always go to uh, lawofone.info. And it'll only be probably just, uh, you know, a couple of days, a couple of different classes where we'll be using these. And then I'll be back to uh, playing the video uh, and then uh, talking uh, from there when, when we do that. And then pausing for your guys' questions and whatnot, okay? Um, so I wanted to start with a background because I didn't do this and sometimes I do this, but it's usually late. So I wanted to start over and talk about the law of one. Now, the, what is the law of one? Now you guys have heard of the law of one. If you have followed or do follow any religion on this planet, except for say the satanic, um, religion, right? Although that one's just based on on uh, the the Druids and the Wiccans, the Christians, the Jews, and the Muslims, and they just put all of that stuff together and said whatever they stand for, we're the opposite. Uh, for instance, uh, in the in the pantheon of what they call you know the non Christians, uh, they usually call them pagans, uh, but the Druids and the Wiccans, their motto is "Do what thou wilt, but harm none." So the Satanic Bible, when they created that, they said, do what thou wilt, and left that last part off, see? Because, you know, they, they are evil and they can do whatever they want. So, Kevin, welcome, my friend. Welcome, uh, Brother Kevin, into the audience. So, so if you've listened to or read any religion on the face of the earth, you've heard of the Law of One. Most especially those that are a monotheistic uh, God, uh, either God or Goddess religion, monotheistic meaning uh, singular, then you've heard of that. The law of one contends that there is only one God, one true creator of the universe. Uh, and then because it's the law of one, not just the, the, you know, the, the idea of one, but the law, there are certain laws that apply. And it's, and it's the most important information that we need to know here because it was taken from us and now it's time for us to remember that and that's why it, we're all capable of actually discussing it. Uh, I talked about that on my last show that, you know, if you can't, if it is something that is that every single human being has to go through on their own, then what happens is you can't tell the person, even mediums, and I talked about this on Wednesday on Skull Island, we talked about it, right? And Aaron, who is in fact a, a psychic as well, said, yeah, just, sometimes you just can't. The universe will not allow you to say it. And that happened to me last week on Friday. Uh, and then on Saturday, I, I watched a video from Drumvalo Mochizadek, who did the same thing in his video. And I laughed and went, okay, that's how you know he's legit. Because you could tell it wasn't something he planned to make himself look cool. He literally was like, "What?" Um, and then he was looking up and he was like, "Yeah, okay, um, okay, I'm not going to be able to tell you that because there's something else that needs to happen first. And he was being very honest. And I saw that in his eyes, and I went, "Aha! See, that's good." Okay, so I want to give you some of the backstory. First of all, the 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 law of one is the idea 
that there is only one true creator of the universe. And then the laws that are set down that bind or operate the universe, some of those apply to us here in this in this place, not just us humans on Earth, but all beings everywhere in the universe that are in the third density, third dimension uh, paradox. The paradox itself is part of the laws, okay? So the and they're not in any order there there's not a you know this is not a religion it never was intended it's like the Tao Te Ching which is the, the book of the way by Lao Chi and the Buddha neither of those gents ever expected that their whole philosophy to become a religion okay Peter welcome Peter from Ireland Peter Coyle is there Penny hi I didn't see you say hello um, welcome like I said share this out so it was never intended and is not intended to be a religion. I'm not trying to create a religion, nor am I trying to sell you a religion. Religions are out there for you to find if you like one. Like my father said to me when I was eight or nine, when I asked him if we were Christian, uh, because we lived across the street from a Mormon church, literally kitty corner from a Mormon church. There was a parking lot that was next to our house, literally. Um, and he had said, Son, if you if you uh, want to look into that, then do so. But don't just follow in my footsteps or your family's footsteps. Find it, what fits for you, if any, and then go to their churches, read their Bibles, talk to their peoples, talk to the people that go to the church, find out if that religion is something that you want to do. And I did just that. I've spent my entire life doing that and reading and talking to other people from every faith that I could find, reading the scrolls from everywhere on the planet. I wanted to give that background on me because I'm not just some guy, right, that most of you know that, that are already in the crowd. I'm not just some dude that found the law of one and thinks he's an expert on, on what's going on. I have literally spent all but eight or nine years of my life, and I'm 54 years of age, learning uh, and reading scrolls and uh, and religions around the world. And even the, the, anybody that knows me who has known me for more than three or four months knows that. So, I, and I went to the Catholic Church and I got knighted by the the Roman Catholic Church. I have a sur title and then I have a, 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 a religious title in four different religions, the equivalent of a priest or a pastor or a minister, whatever you want to call that, right? Uh, Jedi Knight in in that religion, uh, uh, Merlin in the Druid religion, uh, you know, minister in the Christian religion, uh, a, you know, a, a knight in the Catholic portion of the Christian minister uh, or religion, which gives me a minister title, a paladin title, holy holy uh, paladin, or holy monk. Uh, uh, either way you look at it. Um, so. I have I spent time doing this so that when I started hearing about it, I want to give you a background on that too. Not just my hearing about, but the timelines and different places I was hearing about the law of one, not knowing what it was. Okay. I also since about the age of eight, when I first saw my first UFO, I've been the UFO hunter my entire life. I created Ancient Aliens Worldwide, uh, the group on Facebook, which is getting close to 300,000 members. Again, we've been fighting with uh, Facebook to have them leave us alone because we keep getting to 300,000 members and they keep deleting 70 or 80,000 members. Oh, those are just people that are fake accounts or not uh, active anymore. 
And this happens every time we hit the 300,000 mark and it looks like they're allowing us to grow again. So we're close to 300,000 uh, members in that group once again, which is the largest ancient aliens group or UFO hunting group on Facebook, on any Facebook platform anywhere in the world. I created that back in 2012. In fact, we were supposed to be doing a, a, another interview that I was producing for that uh, Ancient Aliens Worldwide tomorrow, but it got postponed to mid-August because Gary Osborne, who was coming back this month after uh, talking last month, was uh, had a death in the family, and, and so he's, he's pushing that out at least two and a half to three weeks. So uh, we'll be we'll be cool there when that when that does happen. Okay, so I don't just have this this uh, the weird background is researching UFOs and uh, and doing it for as long as I have. I uh, I have insiders that come and talk to me about things that I can't uh, you know disclose to people or I can't definitely not disclose their name. Things like that happen. And one of the things that I got from the CIA is that back in the 40s, right, Roswell and then the exchange that didn't happen that they based the, the movie uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind on, uh, which actually did really happen in real life. And when they were up on top of that big plateau uh, and the doctor that was there that had the French accent, that's the real doctor in real life who was really there when they did a transfer of, of uh, human aliens. Just saying. Um, you can look into that. So, so um, yeah, Peter says, can you look at the legend of Merlin closely? Merlin was, let me put this up on the screen. Merlin was an ancient, right? Let me see if I got that right. Yeah, Merlin was in the ancient mystic magic god who came here to build Stonehenge, another mystic place, right, on the planet uh, um, and then it said on the planet morning on the realm uh, and the sword. And then he didn't, then the rest of it didn't, didn't come uh, through there, Peter. Uh, so yeah. So that's the sword and the stone and that legend. And it wasn't just that, right? There was, there's more to that. So we'll have to look into that, Peter. And then we'll, I'll have to put that uh, on as well, because what we're going to do, if you read the description, I'm going to do comparative uh, religions. And, and this is where for one, there is only one God and right. Muhammad is his prophet. There's your, there's your link to that religion. There is only one God and Jesus is his prophet. There's a link to, to that religion. There is only one God and Moses was the prophet. Then Daniel was the prophet and Elijah was the prophet. So the, the big three right there, there's the backstory that is still involved in their uh, religion that they say, that there is only one God, and beyond that, there is uh, a Savior character. And if you've watched any of my um, uh, podcasts or listened to any of my podcasts, you know that like, um, uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now. Melissa, welcome. Liam, welcome. Um, see, now I, I can't think of his name. He wrote the book, uh, Hero of a Thousand Faces. Joseph Campbell, he was on to that as well. Reading all the scrolls from around the world, I realized that all of this knowledge is the same and the scrolls are basically the same uh, with the same godhead or god goddess or androgynous uh, or dual aspect except for the monotheistic religions and then they uh, have just the male as the as the deity warlike religions are more aggressive 
That has to do with the kundalini energy. The balance of the kundalini is the masculine and the feminine. The masculine energy is the war energy. The feminine energy is the nurturing, uh, the god, the goddess. So the monotheistic male-dominated religions are warlike, and they're usually conquering people. Look at what David did with the with the Hebrews. He said God told them they were the chosen one and they're going to conquer everyone. Look what the Romans did when Zeus told them that. Look what the Greeks did when uh you know when Zeus told them that. You know, then they had uh, also had Pan, right? So these religions that were monotheistic male was, uh, is the masculine warlike energy, whereas when you have these other religions like the Druid and the pagans uh, that have uh, the feminine, they're not as warlike unless they're provoked, right? So uh, the dual aspect is the, the law of one, but, the, but the, it is the dual aspect. But when you get to the top, this is in the Dead Sea Scrolls, guys. You can read this, where you have not just the god-goddess as equal, like in the Viking pantheon and many others around the world, where you have a god and a goddess. Uh, in fact, the Greeks uh, with Pan in the Southern Vikings, with uh, Pan and the Green Man, who became synonymous, the Green Man was... Um, would die every winter, and this is where the Catholics put Christianity that way with Lent, and and uh, would would die in the winter time, and then uh, be reborn in the uh, spring and bring life to everything. Uh, that was also a parable about the law of one. If you look at Egyptian lore and you go back to Akhenaten, Akhenaten, which is in the law of one, where they met with Akhenaten before his name was Akhenaten, and he changed his name to Aten, right, Akhenaten. Uh, and he brought the law of one into Egypt. Well, the people didn't like that because the Egyptians have, like the Native Americans and a few other religions, they have a god for everything, including the water, the air, the, that animal, this animal, the birds, the trees, the plants, the flowers, the bees. And the Egyptians are the same way. If you read the Book of the Dead, most of the second half, all of the second half of the Book of the Dead is telling you, most, probably most of the book is telling you the, the, the story of how you don't die and how you get your soul into heaven. And you have to talk to a hundred gods along the way. And this God has to say this God's name and then say this to that God. And that God allows you to move forward. And then you say to this God, and then you got to close your eyes and you can't see the God, but you can hear the God. And you have to know the God's name. You have to tell the God a story. And then that God tells you to go to this God and you go to that God and this God and this God. It's an entire freaking Bible of what God you talk to about what, when, and the God of your skull, the God of your eye, the God of your shoulder, the God of your fingers, the God of your teeth. Not kidding. Not making that up. There's some of the Dead Sea Scrolls that are the same way and some of the scrolls around the world that are the same way. Okay, so all of, uh, all of the stories uh, are, are all the same. Joseph Campbell realized that and so many other theologians realized that. They just changed the name Marduk, going back as far as the Arcadian and the and the Sumerian text, uh, as the savior character who defeats the the you know the serpent, Tiamat the dragon, and then Thor defeats uh, you know the dragon of the North Sea. Jesus defeats the serpent in the garden, testing him and tempting him uh, before his his uh, death. I know it is confusing on its face. Casey said, "Wow, it's pretty confusing." On its face, it is, and this is why I'm trying to make sense of it for everyone, because when you first start hearing about it, it doesn't make it is confusing. But the more that you put the pieces together and you say, wait a minute, Thor 
is that hero with a thousand faces. He's the, he's the savior character, the hero character that Jesus was, that Marduk was, that David was, right? That Mohammed was. They are all the exact same character having the exact same thing happen, just a different name in a different time. They're becoming this, the hero character or the, or the savior character or both. And that's the hero with the thousand faces that Joseph Campbell realized in reading all of the folklore from every religion on the planet. And many, many other people have done the same. I have done the same thing, even reading the Dead Sea Scrolls. In the Dead Sea Scrolls, it's the same thing. You hear the same, uh, you know, the book of or the scroll of the truth or of truth is all the telling the story of Jesus. That's why they wanted to take it out of the uh, out of the Bible, which is weird because. During the first and second council of Nicaea, there was other councils, too, that took stuff out. But it was strange because that story of Jesus venerates Jesus as the savior character and as a uh, an immortal who is the son of God. It's just that in there it talks about above that character being the androgynous male-female aspect that they didn't want. So they had to take that out. And it may be that they just didn't understand it. A lot of people think they didn't understand them. I read it and it's perfectly clear to me. But then we're in that time when they predicted that people would understand all the scrolls. So, right. So I'm not sure uh, uh, about that either. Right. Okay. She said, I'm just, I'm sorry. I meant, she says, I meant I was, it was uh, confusing to have gods talk to other gods, et cetera. Uh, for you to rise to heaven. That's that. Is, read the book of the dead by, uh, you know, by the Egyptians. And because they, what they have in, in, and this is why what we all have is what we would refer to as demigods, gods who are below other gods in stature and station. For, for instance, uh, you know, this Anu, which the Anunnaki is, doesn't exist. The Anunnaki is not real. That has been debunked, but everybody has just got this in their head that the Anunnaki are, are a living being because Zachariah Stitchin said so when he mistranslated. I'm not going to go into that again. There's videos out there. Look at the people who are the ones who actually are the scholars of the Sumerian writing, and every one of them will tell you Zachariah Stitchin borrowed the word Anu from the Arcadians, the, the Greeks who misinterpreted that to begin with and thought that that Anu was a god because of the god Enki, Enki and Anu. Okay, so they thought they must be referring to that as the god, and that's what he thought when he read it. He knew about the Greek legend of Enki, the god Enki, and said, well, Enki and Anu, so it's got to be the god Anu they're referring to. So when they said Anunnaki, the word to him, Naki, as one word, says, from the heavens came. So the god Anu from the heavens came is what uh, Giorgio Sukalos barks for 15 years now on uh, on tour around the planet, and you know, referring to uh, Zachariah Stitchin as if he's real uh, and, and telling the truth when he was debunked about 10 years ago. But they don't they, that doesn't play into their version of how they need that to fit, because that's the only history they have that says the aliens were here, truthfully, because, look, it's in writing. Um, not saying that aliens weren't here because they are, and they were. But that part was wrong, and they ran with it and stuck with it, and just they're in, deny, in denial of that. It's kind of like flat earthers saying the earth is flat and all the rest of that is just a lie they made up, and they still can't figure out why. 
They don't have a theory as to why they won't tell the truth. It's just, well, they'll have to spend all the money to change the history books. They do that all the time. They did that with T-Rex less than four years ago. They went, oops, we discovered we had the wrong head on T-Rex forever. We have to change all history books now. They didn't lie about it and just perpetuate the lie. They just changed the books. Let's be serious. History repeats itself, right? I'm, I'm watching again for the third time the Battlestar Galactica, and uh, that's a cyclical uh, storyline about all of this as well. Uh, you know, this has all happened before and it'll all happen again. Well, the truth is, yes, you're absolutely right. And that has to do with the law of one, Penny. So it's very, uh, uh, very um, truthful what you're saying. I'll get into that in a minute. Actually, let me just go into that now and then we'll get back to the law of one. There's a reason that everything repeats itself in history because there's there's supposed to be a new group of humans or in our case humans because on this planet we look like this a third dimensional third density beings as i pinch my cheek for those of you who are listening to and point to my face if those of you listening on the mp3 file you have no visuals uh, the there's supposed to be a new group of people coming through every couple hundred years because you're supposed to or about every thousand years, you're supposed to reincarnate. You're, you're actually supposed to reincarnate uh, about seven to 10 lifetimes. And that's about the average of what it usually takes the, the person in this soul position to graduate from here and actually get what's going on here and then be able to ascend. Okay. However, the, that sometimes in the universe, something happens and people become stuck. And the souls on this planet have become stuck. And that happened because of Ra, the teller of the law of one that we're talking about. Ra admits that. Okay, we'll get to that uh, in, in the, I don't know if we'll get to this in this broadcast, but we will get to that. And I have in the past. Okay, so. So, yes. And so Melissa's getting ahead of us with the temporal war. Yes. <laughs> right. So. You have to realize that uh, getting back to the CIA, because she's talking about the temporal war, getting back to the CIA during that exchange student thing that didn't happen in the 40s and the 50s, uh, where the humans left with them and never came back, by the way, and the aliens were here. Most of them died uh, because they were being tortured by the CIA. However, they had discovered, and this is very important, because there are only two kinds of souls from the third density through halfway through the sixth density, two kinds of souls. You are one of these somewhere in there. You're one of these to the extreme. Okay. You can pretend, Oh, I'm, I'm just um, right down the middle and I'm very moderate. Like my political persuasion. No, 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 you can't. And you'll see, you can't be that you can, but that's why you're stuck. Okay. So you can truthfully. So there could be three, those people who are in service to others, which is what is considered good and light energy in the universe, and those who are in service to self. I love only me, and I'm about me, and I'm about what I can get from you by controlling you. That is considered evil in the universe. Negative, evil, away from God. That's why most of those people only think that they're Christian when they need votes. That's the only time they start talking about being Christian. Otherwise, they're trying to eradicate all religions out of their religion, which is the politics, which is money, business, controlling, power, all of that. 
the, the entire uh, um, uh, structure, pyramidal structure of class uh, structure where one person is in charge and trickle down economics from that point. That is a religion. That is the anti-religion to being in service to others. Okay. So you're one or the other, or you're in the middle stuck where you are now and you're stuck and you will just reincarnate into a new body every lifetime. And more than likely, unless you're here for the very first or second or third or fourth time, you've been here for a very long time because the people on this planet have been. Okay. And yes, the ego Janet is on to it. The ego. See, most of you don't need probably this introduction, but I'm doing this for the people who might discover this as an introduction because the ego is that evil, right? And your conscience is the id that that uh, 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 Freud talked about. The id is your conscience, not your consciousness. He called it the superconscious, right? Or superconscious, superconscious, or subconscious, right? It, but it is your it is your your conscience. The one that says, don't do that. That's wrong. You know that's wrong. That's the id. So the devil on your left shoulder is your ego, and the angel on your right shoulder is your conscience. Or which wolf you feed, the wolf on your left shoulder is the aggression, uh, the evil, the dark side, right? The Jedi dark side is fear, anger, aggression is the dark side. And then uh, order and love and uh, light is the light side. Uh, so that's the same. That religion, which is an actual religion on the planet, but the people uh, in, the, in England and America refuse to acknowledge it. That doesn't mean shit. I mean, you know, uh, the the, uh, the United States and England didn't acknowledge Ireland as a as a free and sovereign nation for almost a hundred years, and then went, "Okay, you're real," and the Irish went, "Yeah, we knew that. We knew that since 1912." Okay. Since 1914, when we voted ourselves free, but England refused to to acknowledge them. That didn't make them fake. Just the English went, "You're not in a government." La 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 la. You're not a government. That's all. That doesn't make them not a government, right? It's just like the the uh, uh, the North Korea wasn't acknowledged as a as a nation until like 15 years ago, right? But they were, they've been a nation for like 75 years. They've been a country for 75 years, but just it took the world to go, okay, well, you're legit. Oh, now I'm real, right? So just because somebody says something, that's like aliens don't exist because the American government says so. I don't need the American government to tell me aliens are real for me to say that they're real. Okay, I don't need that. We are we are free and we have our own uh, decisions to make and our own choices. So if all the people in one country call themselves a country and they're able to hold it and no one else can take it from them, come in and tell them, no, you're not just like the Irish did, just like the Koreans did. They're a fucking country, Jack. I don't care who you think you are. Look at America. America was a country when they signed the Declaration of Independence. England didn't acknowledge that until 1784. Almost almost uh, 10 years after the signing of the Declaration of Independence before they acknowledged America as anything but a rebel colony. Okay, That didn't mean in the uh, minds of the people in America that they were just rebels. They were a free and sovereign nation. Okay, And they were dealing with the rest of the world as such. So for someone to look at someone else and go, you're not legit because I say so. That's like Hollywood, right? That's like uh, Actors Guild in Hollywood saying you're not an actor because you're not part of our club. So screw you. I'm an actor. You don't need to be in your club, although it makes it easier to get a job if you're in their club because they've put themselves into power.
Okay. So the law of one is in all religions. If you go and look at them high enough beyond the, we only have a goddess or we only have a God. If you go beyond that, even to their own backstory, you find that, that there's that duality, dual aspect that is a singular male, female balance. Okay. So that's part of the laws of the universe. That's why you hear about chakras in the Kundalini, which we will get into. Okay. So uh, during between 1981 and 1984, let's get into the actual law of one. And I'll, and I'll put up on the screen a few things and I'll read them to you. I'll turn my camera off so you won't see me. Because if I do that now, watch. Let me put put one up on the screen. You're going to see that. And me, like, you know, it covered my face covered. So I'll turn my camera off. Uh, and and we'll we'll start backtracking. And this is just going to be not every single session. I've already done that. So if you go into archives, go back for you know three or four four weeks now, uh, you will see that I uh, cover every single line and play everything. Right now we're just recapping. Okay. So if you want to see those, go ahead because I'm not going to do that all over again. I just did that and then said I should be giving classes. Now there's going to be language. That you have to realize, uh, Don, Don Elkins, who is the questioner, uh, his wife, Carla, is the one who's channeling. Okay, so let's start with the description. Between 1981 and 1984, the group calling themselves the LL Research Group, L slash L, and I think that meant love and light, but don't quote me. I haven't looked into it. The LL Research Group, using a form of ESP that is channeling, tried to see if there was anybody in the universe, UFOs, whatever. They wrote a book about that prior about UFOs, Don did, uh, or they, they released that as LL Research. And they were trying to make contact, and they made contact, but they didn't make contact with an alien. They made contact with an entire species, okay? And if you know anything about Star Trek, you know that, that they had the Borg, right, which was a, an, an entire species that was part uh, robot, but these guys are not. But their minds were uh, thinking all as one, and they could communicate all as one. So... They call themselves raw. We'll get into that in here. Uh, and and they and then Don said, we have a raw in history here on Earth. Uh, are you, uh, you know, synonymous with that raw? And they said, yes, we are raw. We walked among your people. We built your pyramids. And I covered that uh, on, the, on the show as well. So they built the pyramids, not, not just the pyramids at Giza, all of the pyramids that are not step pyramids, all of the pyramids that are pyramidal shape around the entire planet, which there's many, many. If you watch the video at the beginning of this, I show you the ones in Mexico. I show you the ones in India. I show you the ones in China. And I show you the ones in Egypt. And all of those are three. Those are the largest ones in all of those countries. And they're all lined up with uh, Orion. Okay. And the name of the show is Orion Rising. And if you look, uh, you know, I could put the overlay up, right? Let me put that up. This is the cover of my book, and it's also uh, the, you know, the uh, uh, my show cover. And I created this, and this is the Giza Plateau at night with the constellation of Orion in the sky above it. And if you look, the three pyramids mirror the belt of Orion and the three uh, uh, stars that are from the belt of Orion. That's important for many reasons. Uh, because, oops, I closed my comments uh, window. I apologize. <laughs> right. So the, uh, that's important for many reasons because uh, I'm not going to get into that right this second. However, we, all of that is, is showing us where most of us, let's go there. They're showing all the people of the planet where most of us are from. And if you look at Orion and all the, all the universes or all the uh, uh, galaxies, 
or, or solar systems or they're actually galaxies and some of them are universes uh, that make that up. That's like, you know, Siri and, and different ones that you're familiar with. And chances are some of you, if you've pondered it, you see yourself looking at these different star constellations and you believe that you're drawn to that star constellation. And most of them are what make up the nebula that we call Orion. It's because that's why I called my show Orion Rising, because we're, we're waking up to the knowledge of where we all came from. We come from these different places because we were not more than likely not in a third dimensional body in one of those places. Uh, we were more than likely either above that uh, in already in a light body or in a diminished uh, physical body. So our density was less than it is in third because we weren't in the third dimension anymore. We were above that. Or you were below that in the first and the second, and you were graduating to the third, and this was the closest planet that you came to that, that uh, you know, was uh, uh, capable of third dimensional life. So, right, yeah. So, yeah, Melissa's talking about uh, stuff she has. Well, you guys can read the chat. So, we as a as a society are starting to wake up without raw coming through between 1981 and 1984. The majority of the people on the planet don't know anything about that. Uh, I didn't, right? Now, going back to the 40s with the CIA, I had heard during that exchange that there were two kinds of people, beings that were here, grays, and, and, uh, and there was two kinds of them. Uh, there's many races of them, but they noticed that there was evil and not and the people who were not were very spiritual and they kept talking about the one and they were talking about the one the one true creator of the universe and it drove the cia nuts because they wanted technology they wanted military uh, technology they wanted to know about weaponry and spaceships and time travel and all of that light travel all of that because they were trying to Obviously, they were lust for conquering the world, had them thinking outwardly. And, hey, we, not only can we take over this planet, we might be able to start taking over other planets, too. Because those, because if you're evil, if you're in, in service to self, you immediately start being self-serving and want to conquer. Okay? Want to be in control. Um, see, that's pretty cool. Your, your son's, your nephew's name is Orion. That's a good name. Right. Uh, I'll bet he's uh, see if he if he feels compelled to Orion, the the uh, the uh, what we call the star constellation. So that drove them nuts that the other ones were evil. And, you know, one of which would just kill people with his mind for fun and giggle about it. He was evil. Uh, and he and they were like, please stop doing that. And then another person would drop dead and he'd laugh. He'd look at somebody and he'd point and they drop dead. He'd pop them like a bubble. Thought it was hilarious to do that. So they ended up having to kill him. Uh, uh, and this happened back and forth or didn't happen in real, in, in, in according to them, uh, you know, uh, outwardly didn't happen. So it drove them nuts that they were very spiritual and all they wanted to do was talk about spirituality, right? That was somebody who was in, in service to others who was awake and was trying to share with the earth spiritual, uh, um, ideology of what, how the universe really works outside of our, um, little groups and our religions work the same way. It's just evil people got in uh, control of them and and tried to diminish them by taking things out of the Christian Bible 
that would allow you to look at a spiritual uh, mindset uh, and a personal uh, um, relationship with the universe itself. They can't have you doing that. They can't have you knowing any of that because they can't control you if there is a higher source that you are attached to outside of this body. And if you are, in fact, immortal, they can't have you thinking that at all because then you are not afraid of them. And the only way that evil people can run things is through fear. That's the way your ego works. Your ego is the evil part of you. And it can only teach, it can only say fear to you. It's always fear, lust, always negative. Fear, lust, jealousy, anger, war, control, harming people, violence. All of that is your ego. That's all part of the law of one. That's part of the, the universe and how it works. Right. They want you in fear. Yes. Casey said they want right. They want you in fear. This is exactly the only way that I could control all of you is that I would have to in some way dominate you and make you afraid of me. And they have, they have consequences. Right. And so what they do is they're like, I will lock you away in a cage and treat you like an animal for the rest of your life if you don't do what I tell you to do. Or I will murder you and end your life. Well, if you don't believe there's an afterlife, then you want to hold on to your life. And you're, you're scared. It's like in the Chronicles of Riddick when he pulled that, seemingly pulled that person's soul out. And the person was like, oh, oh, I'm dying now without my body. Oh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm in pain. And then he went, hurrah. And the soul disappeared and everybody believed he murdered the soul and the soul was gone. So he said, you either follow me or that happens to you. And what they didn't realize is the second he did that, the soul was released because he no longer had a, a, a handle on it. The soul just was released and did it what it's supposed to do, okay? Which is ascend, recycle, whatever it's supposed to do. But if you don't believe in any of that, which they tried to take away from all of us, why is all of this important, right? The, all of this is important because of the law of one. Now, let's get into, into that. So according to Ra, they came here, not just they, but there was two other groups of, of souls who came to this earth to help the people of the earth. They were trying to help them ascend. Okay. If you look at Central and South America, you see that, that uh, most of the people in that region disappeared at some point and they left their whole entire society behind and just disappeared. And none of the, there was no humans that moved away. You know, a lot of people say, well, they ran out of food, they had a drought, and they all just migrated to different places. Scientists have looked in all the different places and there's no influx of foreigners or, uh, you know, population explosion all around that area where people went out to all of the different places. Okay. None of that happened. So they, they must have went somewhere. There's no bodies laying around. So they didn't just, what, so did aliens come and pick them up? Well, now that, that begs the, the idea that you have to think there's UFOs. Right. Liam, welcome. Welcome. Your first time enjoying this. I'm, thank you for saying that to me. Welcome uh, for your first time. I'm hoping that I'm going to give you some good information uh, that will help you. Like I said, if you want to see a definitive line for line, which we will do in the future. Right now we're recapping uh, because I already went through the first. Uh, I've already done the entire law of one. I did that starting in 20 in this reality, 2018 uh, and did it for two and a half, two years and 10 months. Uh, and now I'm revisiting it 
uh, because there's more that I'm getting from it because I have evolved uh, and my vibration is in a higher place. So my understanding of it is is uh, greater. So I already started and went through like the first four into the fifth um, session and then said, I need to start a class and teach people why and what about this so they understand or understand there's that word again. Uh, our programming that is keeping us from knowing this information. So Raw came. Raw gave the information of the law of one. There is only one God, right? And um, the priests in Egypt, when they built the pyramid, the priests in Egypt realized they could use that to control the people. So as soon as Ra left, they usurped the control of it and said, only the priests get to go in there and we'll tell you what God says, like the Greeks did when they just had the naked girl uh, that would sniff the, the, the uh, you know, the, the oracle at Delphi or Delphi, depending on how you say it. All of a sudden you had guys in control of her and they told even King Leonidas during the whole 300 thing in the Battle of Thermopylae after the Battle of, of Marathon telling them what to do. They were they were evil and in control and they controlled the, all the militaries of Greece. This happened you know almost worldwide and it's happening now. okay these the evil people are the only ones that are rewarded and the only ones that are in charge. They, they position themselves in places of power and they believe they own this planet and we're their slaves. This has been going on for far longer than you think. Thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of years. Okay. So, so if you know, you get that feeling of this has all happened before and it's all going to happen again, it has over and over and over and over and over. The same things, the same scenarios keep happening over and over. And when the people get to the point of rebellion, they murder everybody on the planet and then it has to start over again. Uh, but they can't do that anymore. Okay, this is that's done. The devil would be unleashed onto the earth for a time. That time is over, and now the devil is in the death thralls, and all of the evil people are in the death thralls of their power, and they're trying to do everything they can to keep everybody under control. In fact, monkeypox is now going to be the new uh, watch. Mark my words, monkeypox is the new is going to be the new uh, uh, disease. Uh, it's already ramping up. It went from it was a sexual disease that only people who had sex with monkeys got. Then uh, two weeks later, it was, oh, gay guys having unprotected anal sex are now getting it. To three weeks after that, it's a full-blown thing, and you got to get an inoculation coming up, right? And now, they're, now even the city of San Francisco is starting to declare it an emergency because there's 2,000 people nationwide in the United States out of 380 million people. 2,000 of them have monkeypox. Oh, no. Everybody self-distance, put a mask on and start getting shots. This is what they're all talking about on the news already. So as we go closer to uh, to the, the cold period when the flu season starts, uh, they're going to be going, oh, no, monkeypox and, uh, and coronavirus have merged. Because they said that about two versions of the coronavirus merged and became a Delta variant, which was two versions, which has never happened in nature ever in the history of the planet, of, of viruses became one brand new virus. Well, somebody got them both at the same time. And uh, the outcome of that was one virus that came out of it. That's never happened. You don't get two cold viruses at the same time and create a new strain. Right. That's not how that happens. Not a combination of the two. OK, but they but they sold that to everybody and they called it uh, Omicron. Uh, that wasn't Delta. I misspoken. It was Omicron. Uh, so now they're going to now they don't like monkeypox. Right. So uh, Tucker Carlson wants to change it to schlongpox. I love that schlongpox. 
right? So uh, they're going to be saying that monkeypox is is in in coronavirus is going to be merging. You watch, mark my words, uh, and you got to get another shot, right? Forget about long COVID. Don't look there. Don't look now. Don't see that there's a 20 million people that have long COVID. Forget about that. Forget about that. Get shots anyway. And you have to ask the question, how many of those people have gotten the shot or uh, all the other things too? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to get involved in that. Let's stick to the, the law of one. But my point is fear and control. And this is the latest version of world dominant world fear. But, and then and then beyond that, if you're not afraid of that, be afraid of people of other races because they hate you and they're secretly trying to murder you, all right? And if you're black, worry about the white people because they're just trying to kill you. All of this, you need to understand this. You need to understand this. All of what I'm saying to you is not politics. It is a religion. It is the religion of narcissism. It is the religion of nefariousness. It is the evil, true evil religion, and they'll have you believe that the devil is uh, is Satan, and Satanism is is the the devil's religion. That's made up. That's whatever the people of the big four stand for. We're just the opposite. They don't have anything in there that's original. That is a farce. It is a storybook for children. It is not their true religion. The true religion is the Luciferianism, which is in fact the nefariousness. And that religion of power, money, control, all by fear. Okay. So you need to realize that in your mind, because if you look at that and see darkness and light, yin and yang, darkness is nefariousness, is evil. That is the religion of power, control, military, business, uh, you know, the, the uh, stock markets around the world, monetary value, government, policing. All of that is that religion. Rape, murder, pillage, imprisonment, all of that. Slavery, that is their religion. You need to realize that. It is a religion, and the newscasters are the sportscasters. Talk up next, sports, right? And then you have the people that talk about sports because they know everything about sports. And sport, what is sports? Sports is mock military combat. All of it is, Okay. All competition is mock military combat of one sort or another. I'm not saying that I'm not a hunter. I'm not saying I'm not a, a shooter. I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying I don't like baseball. I'm not saying I don't like basketball. I don't like football because I do. But I realize that football is warfare. You have an offense and a defense and you're throwing bombs, right? Throwing bombs, attacking on the ground, conventional tanks running through the defense and trying to go and capture their flag. All of that is war, right? So once you get this in your head and you realize the reason that they want a separation of church and state is because the state is their religion and they don't want any of the church, the positive religion, having any control over it. But they are controlling the positive religion. They've turned it all into the caste system. You got a pope in Rome, right? All the churches have somebody who's in charge and everybody beneath them. It is the same thing as a business, the military, your school, your job, everything that you have, football, baseball, all sports teams, everything has a boss and everybody below that person who's in charge, okay? So you have to realize there's two kind of religions, one of light and one of darkness, 
All right. And the one of light has been corrupted. That's why people go, there's something wrong with this. That's why when you look at the Catholic religion, let's start with that. I'm, I was Catholic, baptized Catholic, knighted by the Roman Catholic Church. So I'm not coming at it from the standpoint of a Satanist or some other religion uh, the, than Christianity and saying it's fake and it's made up. OK, like the Jews do with Jesus. They say that whole thing was made up. It's made up from your religion. So if their religion is fake, your religion is fake. OK. The religions in and of themselves have been corrupted. I'm not saying that you can't go to church and, and still ascend. You can, as long as you don't get caught up in the semantics of wanting to go to war with other religions over the over whether your God's name is is uh, you know is Jesus or your or your a prophet is Jesus or Muhammad, or if your God is is you know Yahweh or whatever they call it in the Christian religion because there's all five or six different names they use uh, or the the one god the the Hebrews that we don't know the name and can't say the name uh, or like in the in the Muslim religion we can't we can't say who Allah is we can't show a picture that's illegal we'll kill you over it you get into that kind of semantics and that's the zealots of the religion who are negative, not positive, because they're warlike. I will kill you if you don't bow to the name I say, right? It's all the same God. That's why people came up with that whole coexist thing, okay? So, so you have to get that yin and yang into your, into your head to really peel off from the gaslighting that is uh, going on in the world. And then you can see objectively the law of one being above all of that and in not not as a religion but as a, as the ideology of what all these religions on the planet are trying to say the the one of the greatest things that the devil ever did was fracture all of the thinking of all of the people worshiping the one into 10,000 different religions warring with each other over who had the right way to heaven Right. And they, the, all the Wiccans did the same my entire life. You have to remember, I was brought up uh, as a pagan first. And then, you know, so overtly I was brought up as a Druid and then expertly or outwardly I was, uh, uh, you know, brought up Christian. But my training and my life was beyond just the, the religions of the West. If you follow them, they, they tell you, you can't have ESP. That's the devil speaking to you. You can't have a personal relationship with God. That's the devil talking to you. And you have to only do what we tell you to do. And all of that other stuff is just the devil and demons. The reason for that is to control you. They only wanted you going to their church and sitting in their seat and listening to what they tell you. And I know for a fact, because I have one of the books right here as Christian clergy, and I'm going to hold it up. I have one of the books right here. One of the Bibles right here that has the footnote version of the Bible that makes the priests look real smart when they read to you from the pulpit. It has the red words uh, showing when God or Jesus is speaking so that I know to be regal during those times. And then when I say something and then go, like in Ephesians 27.10, it says, and you guys think I fucking memorized the Bible and I'm reading it off the damn book in front of me, okay? And I make it makes me sound like I'm smart. It's the teacher's addition to your math, right? They have all the answers in their book in front of them, so they look like they know all the math when the truth is they forgot that shit after they got out of college. They just are reading it from the book. That's what the what the evangelicals do, too. They have one of those freaking teleprompters in front of them. You just don't notice it. Or they put it up on the screen, and then they have their book that they opened up with their pages. And the same thing, they're reading notes. 
They're not reading it. If you want to have somebody who have somebody stand up there and talk, right, and close that man's eyes or that woman's eyes and have them continue, he's going to have to memorize shit then, right? When I was knighted, honestly, when I was knighted, before being knighted, you have to go through a process of, of, of three, being knighted is a fourth degree. You have to go through three processes of a monk. And then the third process, uh, you get to know more and start learning more than the first two. The first two are unity and, and loyalty. And then the third one is love and honesty and defense of uh, the defenseless. And then uh, you have to be invited to be knighted. Okay. And during that third uh, trial, you have to, you are blindfolded. You're blindfolded in all of them, except for the last one. In the first three, you're blindfolded. They do that so that you don't know what you're out of your element. You don't know what's going on. All you have is your ears and you're touching the person in front of you. And there's somebody behind you touching you because you're all walking in a train. Uh, and, uh, and then you're then, but what they do is then they question you. You have a number on the inside of your mask that they tell you to memorize. I was number, I think, 63 or something. Don't quote me. It was, uh, it was back in 2004, right? We're now in 2022. It was back in 2004. And um, I think it was 63. And they would call numbers and then they would ask you about the Bible. And you had to know the Bible enough to recite shit to them. Okay, so you had to be serious in studying Christianity, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and you had to know enough about both to when they would say, what is it that Job said, blah, 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 blah. And you had to know the answer to that. And they would call a number and then ask you a question. If you didn't know it, you didn't get doxxed. They didn't make fun of you. They just went on to somebody else. But but then, you know, whether you're going to get invited to be knighted is a different story because it's a way of life. The reason I said all of that was to get to that. It's a way of life. Being knighted was you were taught. It was not a religion. It's a way of life. Okay. And the law of one is not a religion. It is a way of life. And it's the, what Jesus was trying to teach you. It was what Muhammad was trying to teach you. It was what Moses was trying to teach you. It was what every religion on the uh, Krishna, Every religion on the planet that they were trying to teach you is the same until they were corrupted into a money-making scheme. Do you understand? And that is the, 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 and the law of one is reminding us of that. And if you start reading the law of one and comprehend it, and then you go and look at all of the different Talmuds and read them, you start to realize that underlining the message that they were giving you and are trying to give you without the politics of semantics of, of the name, how you worship, what you do when you worship, whether you can write a picture of Jesus or not, whether you can write a picture of, uh, of Allah or not, whether you, you know what I mean? What the name of your deity, whether it's Thor and Odin, or if it's Jesus and, and Yahweh or whatever the Christians are calling him this week, because they change it all the time. Jehovah, Jehovah, Yahweh, Yahshua, all the names are, are different throughout time. It's still the same character is my point. Okay. So beyond that, all right. Penny said, yes, all one religion. So all the religions are truly one. That's the law of one. The law of one is there is only one creator of the universe, okay? And beyond that, your savior character is, is transcendental to yourself. 
it doesn't matter. It's like the Freemasons. They don't care what religion you are. They don't care what religion you follow. It's okay. They're the only order, and they don't call themselves a religion. They're the only order on the planet that accepts every religion under the guise of being a knight. Being a Freemason is a knighthood. Okay, so somebody who's a 33rd degree Mason is the equivalent of a fourth degree Colombian knight. Same. I, in fact, I was going to do a, a, a podcast, uh, that, but it fell through. We just couldn't get it to launch uh, because we just had differing schedules. But, uh, but with uh, uh, Rodney McGelvery, who is, a, I think he's a 32nd degree uh, Freemason. He might be a 33 now. Uh, and we were going to call it A Tale of Two Nights. And we were going to discuss it. In fact, we, had, we were going to talk about the Necronomicon. We may still do that. And we were going to break down the Necronomicon all the way through, page by page or chapter by chapter. Not a joke. That was our plan. We still might do that in the future. Okay? And what we were going to call the podcast A Tale of Two Nights because of that. Because I'm knighted by the Roman Catholic Church, and he's basically a knight through the... Uh, uh, you know, th through the followings and teachings of Hermine, Hermes Trismegistus. Hermes Trismegistus, Trismegistus, Trismegistus means three times great. This was the, the original first uh, Mason who knew all the secrets. Okay. I agree with that, right? Casey says, so when are the Freemasons going to allow women in? Now, yeah, that's where I have a problem with the Dalai Lama, too. Okay. Because I watched and this, you can see, you can Google this and, and watch it on YouTube. I watched the Dalai Lama, the current Dalai Lama, and he was sitting in a crowd and he was talking and they, they were showing him technology from the future. And this girl who couldn't be there presently within the audience was speaking through a robot. And the robot had, of course, cameras in the eyes, and the, but it didn't look like a human. It was a little white and black thing, you know, uh, but it was still cute. It was cool. And her voice would come out of the robot, and, they, and she could have a conversation with the Dalai Lama. Then there was a, I think there was another girl that was there. Don't quote me, because this was a while ago when I was watching this. But the girl asked the Dalai, can a, a girl be the Dalai Lama? And instead of saying, you know, that's something we should look into, right? He fell back on tradition and said, well, traditionally it's a man. And I went, okay, I have no respect for you. I have no respect for you. If that is your only answer to that question to an entire uh, a sex on this planet that are more in population than men and that are literally one half of the, of the, of the perfection of energy that you as the Dalai Lama should realize and know that male energy is warlike, female energy is nurturing, and for us to balance ourselves to be upright and to be able to ascend, we have to learn both aspects. That's why you have the double helix, and that's why when you see the kundalini energy, the kundalini is two. It's usually two different colors, one red, one blue. The red being the red pill and the blue pill from the matrix, one being uh, the red being war, like Mars, the red planet, and one being blue, being the feminine, fire and water. Do you see? And that all is a part of the law of one and all of that. Right. It was his ego. 
And that is why I had I had always growing up listening to the Dalai have never really been impressed by the Dalai Lama. The things that he says, and I've shown this to other people, if I say the same shit that he says in with this accent, I don't sound really smart. But if I talk I like this and talk slowly and say, oh, what is word in English? It is a mountain, great mountain of fire. Then all of a sudden, to Americans, I sound really fucking intelligent. And if I put my glasses back on and do that, oh, this is very important for you to understand. I have message for you, and this comes from above, from the God. All of a sudden, I look 10 times more intelligent and sound 10 times more intelligent than somebody who speaks like this. But if I come to you and go, all right, y'all, this is what we're about to do, okay? We're going to talk about Jesus today. Because praise Jesus, Jesus is the one true God of the universe. Praise Jesus. Half of you are going to turn me off. Oh, God, there goes one of those evangelicals that is going to want to get money from me. Do you see? This goes back to, and this is my Jedi uh, uh, religion coming into play, my spirituality through the Jedi. When Obi-Wan was deceased and he was speaking to Luke, he said to him, Luke, you're going to see and realize that most of the truths we cling to are directly related to a certain point of view. And and from that, he was like a certain point of view, and he was kind of annoyed. But the truth is this. Do you eat pork? That's offensive to an entire religion. Do you eat red meat? That's offensive to another entire religion. Do you eat dog or cat? That's, that's a delicacy in another religion. Do you understand? Do you see what I'm what I'm getting at here? Your point of view and your upbringing is going to dictate to you whether or not you like pork. Well, if you if you're a Muslim, you don't eat pork because it says so in their Talmud. It says so in the in the uh, Old Testament. Oh, here's another thing: Do you have a tattoo? In the Old Testament, that is a detestable thing in the eyes of God. Do you cut your hair? A lot of Muslims who are like the Hasidic Jews, they don't cut their hair. Because it says so in the Bible. Don't cut the hair on the side of your heads and do not paint your body. Okay? God didn't say that. Men did. Why? Because they wanted everybody to look the same. It's like when you indoctrinate somebody into the military, the first thing you do is shave everybody's head, even the women. Why? Because then they're all the same. Nobody has a personality because of a different cut. There's no mustache, no beard, no version of that. You get no jewelry. You get no hair. Because all of that is individual to the person's own taste and liking. They cut you down to the quick of your of a human being. And then they bring you up as a one unit whose objective is war. Okay? Right? And tattoos, have, you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, Jeanette says that's, that's just sick, right? Because tattoos, they found a mummies from thousands of years ago who have tattoos on them. Thousands of years ago, all over the place, right? The Iceman, for one. The, the other one, the other Iceman that was found in, uh, in uh, Tibet, who they had red hair and wore a kilt, mind you. He was, he was from, the, from the West. He was a Viking from the West, Southern Viking from Scotland or Ireland. 
and he had tattoos and he was like 12 or 15,000 years old. Okay. So all of that was just made up. That's the semantics that I was talking about where a religion forms its opinion of how they want you to look, dress and act. The, and, and, and this is why, if you listen to the law of one, they say that the Ten Commandments given to Moses was, in fact, the Orion Crusaders corrupting that religion. Okay, because you have complete free will on this planet. So why would a God who is above third dimensional thinking have an ego? Right. Thou shalt not worship any God above me. Why would the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-loving creator of the universe say that to anyone when that person should be so far above that that the understanding of, well, their children, like when Jesus was crucified and said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, that their children and children who I created and gave them free will. Now, all of a sudden I feel, well, they're getting too debauched down there. I have to interfere and tell them, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. And don't do that. Why? Because I said so. And if you do it, I'm going to send you to this place that we're calling hell, which didn't exist until the Eastern Orthodox church brought that idea with them of purgatory from the East, because the Chinese religion that they were trying to conquer with Christianity at the time had a purgatory because they had like 33 levels of hell. So they borrowed the devil and hell from that religion and brought it back with them. And of course, when they were making up the modern Bible, they went, that's a great idea. Look in the uh, old Testament and find the place in the old Testament where there was a devil in hell. It's not actually in there. Find the place in the New Testament where it is. Jesus mentions it once. He he calls the 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 demons that are that he casts into the pig, right? Legion, he calls them out. He says, "Out you devils." But they were not the devil. They were not 100 devils. Right? They were demons. There was only one devil, and they called him Satan or Lucifer. The reason that Lucifer became synonymous was Lucifer was an alien who came here. Lucifer was, in fact, the leader of the uh, Atlanteans. Here's where we're getting into that realm of aliens again, right? So the whole law of one, wait, Ra was an alien, a group of aliens. Yes, you, you are, okay? There's a good possibility that everybody in this crowd right now is not indigenous to this planet. There might be one or two of you that was a plant or something here in the first, second, going into the third dimension now and became a human. But the chances are, because the amount of people that are from here are far less than the out of the, you know, almost 8 million or 8 billion people are from another planet. So the truth is everyone here is not from here. So you are, in fact, an alien from another place. You have to get that into your head as well. And realize that the universe is one big neighborhood, no different than our planet is. There was a time on this earth, on this globe, when the people of the North American continent had never seen the people of the South American continent and the people of the North American continent had never seen the people from Europe. 
that wasn't too far long ago in 1492, the people of Europe came to uh, the United States of America and landed at Plymouth Rock. They had never seen Native American Indians before, and the Indians had never saw them before. Okay, so in 1492, okay, here's another example. 1942, in 1943, by 1943 and going into 1944, but prior to that, though, right after 1942, the Japanese people had never seen a black person from Africa before. And when they ran into them in the American military, they freaked out. What the hell is that? And the American military, the white people said, those are our night fighters. So look out. Don't go to sleep because we'll get you at night as well as during the day. They had never seen a black person before. There are people on islands in the Pacific Ocean who had never seen white people before and thought they were gods when they landed on the island and made a runway there so that they could have a base there so that they could fly there and resupply and attack and fight the Japanese out in the ocean. And when they left, the the people who lived there, the, the aborigines who lived on the island, took all a bunch of uh, bamboo and made a airplane and put it on the runway, hoping the gods would return from the sky. 1942 to 1944. Okay? They had never seen a white man before and thought they were gods from above. Okay? So I can see really quickly how if somebody showed up and read that and didn't know the, the date, that was 1944 or 1945 when the gods left, that they might say the gods came to this earth 400 years ago if the date was written wrong or if there was no date. Just like Zachariah Stitchin wrongfully translating something and saying there was this god, this group of people called the Anunnaki, the gods from heaven came to earth, when the actual translation is, is three words. It's not Anunnaki, it's, an, it's Anunnaki. And when you put those words together in three words, anu na ki, it means the prince came to town. Royalty. The prince or the king came into the city. That's what that means. You can look that up. I'm not making that up. Okay. So, I, and yeah, no, I'm not going to get into, into all that, but you're right, right? Viking towns in Sweden, right? The, the the well, there's also if you look at the the towns and starting in Norway, uh, and coming through or from Sweden and coming down into Europe, in a direct straight line uh, on a parallel line, every single town is called Star because they were told by the gods to name that that township that, and they're all still there today, and they're in like four different languages, but it's Star, and they're in a direct straight line, and that's the line that the that uh, the Greek gods, when they left to go up north and said they were going to uh, teach the Hyperboreans, that's what they called them, uh, Hyperboreans who live way up north. Uh, so on that trajectory that they told their people, all of the towns are called and cities are called star in French, German, Dutch, Swedish or Svenska, Norwegian. Yeah. So uh, there's all kinds of codes like that on the planet, but I'm not going to get involved in all that right now. That's for another whole shows. We can t we could do a whole shows on just the, uh, that region of the world, not only the rest of the world, but we could do that all over the world. So let's get into 
right? Let me put up on the screen um, the, the first part here that I want to read to you, and I'm going to read it on my phone. Let me turn my camera off so I can put my glasses on. Not because, oh, I'm hitting the wrong button. Not because I'm, I'm um, wanting to hide the fact that I'm putting on glasses, but you guys don't need to see me looking down at my phone while I'm reading this to you, right? Because <laughs> it's too small on my screen uh, for me to read it. So I'm going to uh, pull it up on my phone here, and I'll read this to you. So this is In the Law of One. And it's the, I guess that you would call it like the preamble to the law of one uh, before they start the the very first, um, hold on here, I gotta find it, here it is. Before they start the very first thing, this is a comment that Ra made. Uh, and you see, this is where I wanted to go with this whole thing, talking about off-world stuff, guys, because he starts out with, you know, the confederation of planets, right? So you guys need to uh, to realize that. The confederation of planets, uh, in service to the infinite creator has only one important statement. So the confederation of planets is, uh, is the council of Venus. Um, the, you've heard probably if you are following, you know, alien stuff or the different, uh, uh, councils that are here, there's more than one, but the, the one that is locking down our planet and keeping it in quarantine so that nobody can come here in spaceships anymore, unless they check in with the council by force to keep them out. We're in quarantine because there's a war going on. And this is what Melissa was referring to as the temporal war. And we will get into that at some point, but not right now. Okay. So what you need to, to first understand before I start reading this is that you're going to hear a language. Uh, and I'll, when I get to the different parts of the language that Ra is using, because Don, the questioner, Don Elkins, is in fact, or was in fact, a um, nuclear physicist. He was a scientist. So his his language is what the... Uh, what Carla was was translating uh, or what Ra was sending into Carla's head for her to say uh, were words that that he that Don understood. OK, so and just know that if you're asking questions right now while this is up on the screen, or actually, I'm going to leave it on the screen for you. Uh, and I'm going into uh, uh, I can see now the chat and I'm going to be reading. But uh, if you have questions uh, on the screen, I'll have to look up. So if I'm looking down and you, and you ask a question and I don't look up fast enough to answer your question, just bear with me. Okay, so so what we have is is uh, the Confederation of Planets uh, in service to the Infinite Creator. And my phone keeps trying to pull up the app for some reason. In service to the Infinite Creator has only one important statement. That statement, my friends, as you know, is all things all life, all of creation is part of one original thought. And I brought this up because that is very, very important for you to know. Okay. So you will, so you will see and and, and yeah, now, right. Now you're writing, uh, Jeanette, you're, you're not writing in English anymore. You're writing in Svenska. <laughs> right. So actually I think that's uh, uh Norwegian, right? So no, it is. It's Svenska. Okay. So, Whoops, I'm hitting the button and I'm screwing up my own thing. Okay, so all are part of one original thought. That is in quotes, by the way, okay? We will exercise each of these channels, right? So that that is where they're getting into uh, jumping from channel to channel. But I wanted to read that first part because that's very important, right? The, the First of all, they're part of this uh, confederation, part of this uh, coalition of planets in service to the infinite creator. And they have only one statement. And that statement is all things, all life, all of creation is part of one original thought. 
Okay, so then I'm going to move to the next uh, to the next uh, portion. Like I said, we're I'm just paraphrasing and not doing every single session, all of the, the the things from every single session as we go. Okay, so you can see 1.1 questioner. It seems a member of the confederation have a specific purpose. Is this true with you? If so, what is your purpose? Right, and then Ra answers, "I am Ra." We communicate now, right? I'm, I'm not going to try and do it with the same tone that he used in the in the uh, the English accent. We communicate now, right, with an English accent. We too have our place. We are not those of the of the uh, of love or of the light. We are those of the law of one. So there is a difference between, and he explains that those people who are seeking, because this is a higher knowledge now, those people who are seeking uh, love or of the light right? Those of the love or of the light and those of the law of one. So there's two different uh, uh, groupings of people that are teaching because they're both different levels of teaching it, uh, uh, the, the same uh, uh, information. Once you understand or, or understand and, and digest the laws of the universe, you no longer need to really study that, but it's still uh, the ideology of spiritualism until you until you really reach that. And then uh, the understanding, because then when you move into the understanding of the laws of the universe and what that entails, you move into the love and of the light, because then you start learning if you're choosing to be in service to others, the love and the light is what you start to learn then, along with wisdom, intelligence, infinity, and those uh, sort of things, right? And each of those we're learning, we're supposed to cram here and learn a little bit of everything like you do when you're in grammar school, grade school up through into college. And once you're into college, then you have this curriculum changes and you start having uh, more adult conversations and learnings, higher learning is what they call colleges, right? And then you specialize in something and you don't have to take so many courses and so much other things. But when you're a kid, you have to learn reading, writing, arithmetic, history. You have to learn speech. You have to learn, uh, you know, uh, all, the, all the different little bit about everything. And then as you start moving up through grade one through 12, which is weird that it is one through 12, just like the, uh, the dimensions, just like the learning of the law of one is one through 12. Uh, Jesus showed that all of the um, uh, people who had apostles always had 12 apostles. And you had the one person, the one who was in charge of the 12 who they followed, uh, which is all synonymous with the law of one. You'll find that out as things, as things go on. Okay. So in our vibration, the, the polarities of harmonized, the polarities are harmonized. I apologize for that. The complexities are simplified and the paradoxes have their solution. We are one. This is our nature, our purpose. So that is important. Why? That is important because, um, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? I, yeah, I just did. She's laughing. Yeah, Janet, she started, she got excited and stopped typing in English. I could figure out what, what she was saying there, but. I'm not I'm not that fluent yet, uh, but I I got the kind of the gist. I started laughing. I'm like English plays. <laughs> There's other people that are gonna read what you wrote. <laughs> so, um, okay, so that that is important uh, in in and of itself. Again, 
right? Because the polarities, the vibration, right? In our vibration, the polarities are harmonized. So what what Raw is saying here is that they do they don't have any disharmony. Do you do you understand? The polarities are harmonized. So in their vibration, as an entire species, they're no longer and they don't have any polarization like we do here. They didn't understand that. That's why this is important. This is part of the apology of what's being stated, but it's also being stated that they're far enough above our vibration that they no longer have any negative uh, um, uh, energies. Okay. So that's why it says the complexities are simplified, right? Because their their polarities are harmonized. The complexities are simplified because there it is not really complex anymore in their dual aspect of of their vibration because there is no nefariousness in their solution okay so and that's where it says the complexities are simplified and the and the paradoxes have their solution that's why there are no paradoxes because there is no battle between good and evil there is no ego in their entire species they are above that in fact they were they were created, and this is what caused the problem that we're having here, is that they were created in a time before the veiling, and that's part of the law of one, the 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 law of of forgetting or the law of chaos. Okay, so that's part of the law of one uh, is one of those prime directives, right? Don't apologize, don't apologize for for laughing and and getting so excited that you started typing in your native language. I would do that if I were, you know, uh, speaking in Svenska and then all uh, right now I'm not as fluent as I, I could be. And so I would do the same. If I got excited, I'd start speaking in English and you'd have to go, no, no, wait, Leo. <laughs> right. Or French or German for that matter. And Dutch for that matter. I'm not enough fluent to where I wouldn't be mixing English words or American version of English words anyway, into that. And especially typing, right? That's even harder. Um, it's, that's the hardest part. I pick up language really quickly uh, by hearing it and speaking it. It's the spelling, especially when you start using the other alphabets that are not the the um, the alphabets that came from Svenska, which is what we have here in English. Even that, even your language is is derived from obviously derived from the uh, Futhark, Elder Futhark, right? I mean, all the all the European languages except for when you get into Russian and when you start getting the eidetic alphabet, then that's a different alphabet, uh, Russian, Polish, uh, different alphabet than, uh, than the, uh, um, Svenska alphabet, which is the, or the, the, uh, uh, elder Futhark, Futhark alphabet, which is the modern, our alphabet is now the modern version of their alphabet. So, um, Anyway, so the, so their solution, we are one. That is our nature and our purpose. So they are one. They are all one. We are starting to turn towards that here, right? So, oh, see, so you had you had a, a, a translator. Uh, so you learned English at the age of ten. That's pretty cool. I wish that I would have been uh, able to learn other languages than Spanish when I was 10. I wish I could have knowing now what I know about myself and learning language and how easily it is for me to pick up languages. I wish I could go back in time to when I was 10 and have myself exposed to about 15 or 16 European languages. I would be completely fluent now. Uh, although this language is a mishmash of all of those languages. I'm sure you realize that. 
uh, that the English that we use is uh, is literally svenska, uh, Greek, Roman, uh, Latin, uh, uh, and Spanish, which is you know, all of that together, right? <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> just, yeah, me too. Okay, so we are old upon your earth. Now I'm reading again from, from this, uh, from the Law of One. We are old upon your planet. We have served with varying degrees of success in transmitting the law of one, of unity, of singleness to your peoples. We have walked your earth. We have seen the faces of your peoples. This is not so with many of the entities of the Confederation. We found we found it was not efficacious. However, we then felt the great responsibility of staying in the capacity of removing the distortions and powers. Why is that important, right? Uh, responsibility of staying in the capacity of removing the distortions and powers that had been given to the law of one. Now, let me go back. And this is the, the reason for that is right here in this statement, Raw is saying, we fucked you guys up and got you stuck. Okay. They're admitting to the world right there in that paragraph that they're the reason or the catalyst, not the reason, but the catalyst to our being stuck. They came here in the ancient past and they were trying to teach the law of one. They weren't the only ones. I talked about this early on, that there was people who came also in South, South America. And those people disappeared because they, they and he, he mentions that right here, that they, they came uh, but they stayed. What happened was they didn't realize because they were created before the veiling. They didn't realize our affinity, as Ross says, for bellicose. They didn't realize that we had an evil nature, that every single one of us has an ego. They did not have an ego when they were created. So they came here to try and help. And they didn't realize that this planet had an ego. And the people uh, here corrupted what they said, the priests took control and realized they could utilize this and teach this religion and say only they could talk to God and what God told them. Uh, the Romans continued that. If you watch the, the uh, um, uh, English version of uh, King Arthur, uh, you know, when, when Arturius went with the Salmatian Knights north of Hadrian's Wall to get back this kid who was promising within the church that they wanted to uh, uh, that they wanted to keep because someday they, they might make him Pope or Caesar. When they got there, the people said, is it true what the kid's father said, that he's God on earth? Now you have to realize that the, the Caesars had people believing they were gods, just like Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il or whatever uh, his, his latest version is, that his father was one and he's another one. So whichever the, the, the guy who's in charge in North Korea, his, the people in North Korea believe he is a god. This is not a joke. This is not propaganda. This is true. They believe that that entire family line are gods. Xerxes, at the time of, of the 300, in the Battle of Thermopylae, toted himself as the god king Xerxes, god on earth. The popes did the same. The Roman Caesars did the same. Kings of countries did the same. Okay? 
So they would have you believe that they were gods. Now people don't buy their gods anymore. So, right, God King, Melissa said. So now they have them, they have you believe they are royalty, kings. And in their mind, that means gods. And you're their subject. To be a subject, that's why I say you have to not be subjective in your reality because then you're being a subject. And if you listen to the queen, all of the people in her kingdom are her subjects. That means they are her slaves. She owns them. Over here, where we don't acknowledge a king or a queen, they call it a president and they call you a citizen. A citizen means a subject. It means a slave. So you need to be objective, not subjective in your reality and in your universe. If you are objective, not uh, not to to be thinking of objects like uh, you know objective reality to where everything has is an object and has a meaning. That's a tree. That's a a, a fire truck. That's those are what can, what actually traps us. All of that being taught to us as children is what traps us in this reality and binds us to this reality, believing that this reality is real. Is the fact that we give a name to every object. There's a difference between objects and being objective, right? Being objective is not being objective. Look up those two words. There's a difference. So being objective in your reality is realizing you are not a subject. You are not a slave. You are not a citizen of anyone. You are free and you are completely autonomous. You have your own freedom to believe anything that you want. You can think that I am a, a maniac and that what I'm saying is an absolute farce. And I'm not going to try and stop you because I am not, in fact, Jesus the Christ, nor am I Mohammed, nor am I David or Elijah or Daniel, nor am I Kanesh. I am none of those beings that were referred to as saviors. I am not, I am not Jehovah. I am not Thor. I am not Odin. I am the green man, <laughs> but that's a title. That's the Merlin title. You are the green man when you're Merlin. So I am a priest. I am not a god. I am a minister. I am a rabbi. I am a teacher. All of those words mean teacher. Rabbi in Yiddish literally translates into English as teacher. So does priest. So does elder. So does learned one. So rabbi is, uh, is learned priest, minister, father, padre, all the, well, padre is just Latin for father. All of those just mean teacher, except for the Catholics try to get you to believe that father meant something above that, father, meaning God on earth. But it doesn't, and then most of the, uh, most of the papacy is, is pious, and they're, they're not in service to themselves, mostly the ones I met anyways. And they would say, I am just the messenger. I am just the tool of the Lord, right? Except uh, for nowadays when, you know, with this whole alphabet uh, language and everybody having these, they're trying to teach all these pronouns. Uh, you know, uh, I go by the pronouns he and, and him or she and her. And, and I've decided that my, whenever somebody says that to me, I'm going to introduce myself and say, I go by the pronouns my Lord or God. You can call me any of those, whichever you like. And watch them get mad at me because they think I'm making fun of them. Wait a minute. Your silly words you make up for your pronouns that are not, hey, you or she or, or him or her, 
I'm supposed to respect, but when I say that, all of a sudden you don't like being calling me my lord? Why? Why is that? That's not fair. That's that's sexist. That's that's against the pronouns, right? That's that's just me showing how silly that is. Now, don't don't get me wrong, because those of you who know me, right, I'm not exactly uh, heterosexual, right? <laughs> right? I, I'm not gay. I'm bi. I usually tell people I'm tri, because I because uh, I'll try anything. I like uh, I like men. Sometimes most men are assholes, but I like the penis, right? So I like trannies who keep their penis. I don't like transgender because that's a woman, right? And I like women, but transgender aren't exactly the same thing, right? So, right, yeah, she, Jeanette says it's the same. So when it comes to sexuality, I, I'm, I'm tri, right? I, I like all three. I like the, the men, I like the women, and I like the in-between. I like women with penises, right? So I like the boobs, I like the long hair, I like the feminine part of, the, of that, that person, but I still like the penis. <laughs> I know none of you wanted to know that, but we we're getting into gender pronouns. So I thought I would share that with you. It's going to get like that when you meet somebody and go, hi, hi, my name is Leonard. Uh, my name is Leonard and uh, I'm a Virgo. I'm uh, I'm trans friendly and my pronouns are. Uh, and then it's going to be beyond that. You're going to talk about your sexuality, my how many times I go to the dentist per year. Uh, when was the last time I, I had a, 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 a transfusion? When was the last time I, I had an enema? All of that's going to be like on the first conversation. Well, uh, in truth, I say this, and you guys think I say it in jest. In truth, when you uh, vibrate at a higher plane than we are now, when you get into like the sixth and the seventh uh, density and dimension, um, all of that's already known when you walk up to somebody, when you get within a certain distance. So, there, And that's because there is no more lying there. Do you, do you see? Once you get halfway through the sixth density, there is no more evil from the halfway point on. That's the purgatory. That's part of the laws of the universe where, the, where evil only has a, a certain time, beginning, a middle, and an end. The devil will be unleashed onto the planet for a time. Um, the, 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 the human psyche in our case, human, because on this planet we are human, uh, with the ego can only exist. You can only choose to be evil halfway through the sixth density. And after that, you have to reverse course. You have to repent, which is a nautical term that all of the religions use, the positive ones anyway. Uh, and that means to reverse your course and go directly back on the, uh, uh, on the same direction you came. So you have to re reverse your course, repent your ways, and become in service to others. Otherwise, you can't move forward. You're as far away from the holy light that you can get and love that you can get. And you have to change back. That, that's uh, a part of the law. You don't have to believe that or not, right? This Everything that I say to you is subjective. Uh, and I hate to say that word because that word sounds like you're being a subject again. It's objective to the person. You can believe anything I say is true. You can look it up and see if for yourself if you agree with it. Or you can say, I don't agree with anything that you're saying. And it's okay. I'm not going to try and, and change anything that you think. All of us are on our own paths in our own time. I'm just trying to give you tools that I know are true. And whether you believe them or not is completely uh, entirely up to you. And the, however long it takes you to ascend, I'll see you in the end eventually anyways.
And there's a people that are above me that say things that I don't get now, and they're waiting for me to catch up. So don't think that I'm trying to be high and mighty and act like I'm the uh, end all of be all, because if I was, I wouldn't be here. I volunteered to come back to this vibration to help the people here. I am from a higher plane, but in this place, I am not there yet. I had to become legal to come here legally. Like Jesus said, Jesus says this in the Bible. I don't have the page uh, number and verse, but Jesus actually says I came here legally. That was telling the, the known, you know, the people who are in the know, the people who are in a vibration who realize uh, the, the law of one and above that coming here legally means he didn't possess someone's body. He didn't possess a body to come here. He didn't take control. He came here during childbirth. He volunteered to come down to this vibration and be born here, which means we take on all of the same problems and lessons that have to be learned by everyone else because when you're born here, there is the veiling. And now, now segueing back to Raw, in what I just said, they were born... Their species came through this third density in a time before the veiling. So it was a millennia and a millennia ago. It was billions and trillions and trillions of years ago when they were in the third dimension. And they didn't realize that there was evil, that there was narcissism uh, on the planet. And when they came here and gave Akhenaten, or who he who became Akhenaten, the law of one, and the priests got a hold of it and eventually convinced him that he needed to go and that religion needed to go. They incorporated the ideology of the law of one into the into their religion that they had. And eventually, when the Luciferians got here on Atlantis, which was uh, not too far in the future from that, they also brought the same message with them. And most of the ones that stayed here were, in fact, uh, nefarious as well. Uh, and they were left behind by those who decided to leave who were in service to others because they realized that people were here were stuck and that they were going to get just as stuck. So they uh, um, left and stranded the other ones here. And the, the ones that were here took uh, their spaceships and made them into cities, one of which was Atlantis. And then eventually they dispersed when they flooded Atlantis. I don't want to get too much into the details of how they did that. But if you read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, which is uh, Egyptian, uh, and the god Thoth, you will uh, hear the, the uh, chronicling, the story of Atlantis and how they um, screwed up the Earth's uh, um, uh, rotation, stopped the rotation. And that flooded everything and that, that whole story. And that's also in the scrolls that came out of, uh, of Egypt during the, the uh, Exodus. And uh, those scrolls ended up in Scotland, uh, and that's in the Colbin, the Colbrin Bible, the first six books of the Colbrin Bible, which is a Scottish Rite Bible, uh, is that is the scrolls of the three destructions, two prior to the deluge, to the flood, and most of the other scrolls that are on the planet. Uh, talk about only that one, the, the deluge. Uh, and uh, coming from Egypt is scrolls that tell of two others prior to that. Uh, and that's worth a read. Uh, but there's been seven since the human race got here. We're the seventh generation. We're the seventh son of the seventh son. That's why you hear people talk about that. Even, even Iron Maiden, the band, wrote an album called The Seventh Son of the Seventh Son, or a song called that on one of their albums. And um, we're in a seven generation, and it's not just a generation as in um, when I grow old and die, seven of me, which is only about 100 years. We're not in a 700-year war. We're in a seven-cycle 
repetitive cycle of destruction that has happened on this earth where it's reset the population of the earth. And um, during the first six, uh, there it's possible that some people graduated, but unlikely, depending on how far back that goes. Okay. So I wanted to cover that part of the beginning because that's important, right? We're old upon your planet, right? All of that. The Confederation was found uh, was not efficacious, meaning that it did not it did not fit with their model, right? And so the the cycles appropriately ended, right? If not this one, so what they're going to do is they're going to stay here. We will continue in this until until your shall we say cycle is appropriate ended and that what they're saying there is there's that cycle this is why i went down that whole long road for those of you who thought i was rambling i was literally going to the next sentence with everything that i just said to you bringing it forward and showing you or going backwards the scrolls that talked about that and then leading up to the seven cycles and uh and the cycle that they're referring to uh, was already overdue in 1981 when they came through and they talk about that. So there, they said, if not this one, then the next one, which is what we're on now is that next cycle uh, or the beginning of it. If we don't ascend shortly within the next, you know, some people want to say five to 10 years. I would love for that to be true. Uh, I would love for that. We're pushing for that. We would like that. We don't know how, when it's going to be because we honestly, being here, we have a hard time looking at the cycles from outside of time space into space time. Uh, and it, it's hard to do that when you're stuck in this corporal body. So we can imagine it, but it's hard to look forward in the future. And that's why Yoda said uh, the future is mostly emotion because the truth is the future is mostly emotion. So it's hard for us to tell, right? Yeah, and so Jeanette's saying it right there, right? We go through the we go through the infinity, right? Central time, uh, right? And then understanding the spirituality, then we start all over again, but at a higher level. Yes, a higher level of uh, another octave, right? And so on and so on, uh, and and that is exactly what we do. That's what the when they refer to octaves, uh, octaves are not just uh, harmony and they're not just music, but they are in fact light as well. That's why the the light rays reflect into the colors and those all the colors that reflect from the light rays through uh, something that is crystalline are the exact colors of the chakras. You're starting with the red root chakra and going all the way to the violet, which is above your ground outside of your head. Uh, then the one above that has no color. It's white. It's actually gold, but we see it as white uh, until you actually get close to it. And then you realize that it's actually a gold color it's not actually white white is the color of your of your density no i'm sorry let me say that the other way around white is the color of your being gold is the color of your density because gold is the is the color of gold not the color not gold itself uh, gold absorbs energy and the gold energy is a slightly different color it's more of almost a rose gold but it's a combination of the two um, that is the loving light, right? But the light of the Lord, that's why they, you always see it like as, a, as our yellow or a sun on this earth, or you see it as a bright white light, but it's, it's, that's the way we perceive it. When you look at it with your third eye, you perceive it as gold. 
So for those people who transmute energy uh, and they take the energy from the universe and pull it down into themselves while they take the energy from the planet and pull it up into themselves, when those two energies intermingle, it turns into a golden energy. It's because that's the energy of the loving light. But you perceive that energy from a distance as a white light. That's the Reiki. I'm a Reiki master teacher. The Reiki, which is Japanese, that means light ray of the sun. That energy is either uh, perceived as the yellow ray. That's what people think it's gold because the yellow and the gold are similar. Uh, and a lot of people see that color of gold like the like a, a blue and gold for out here in California and a lot of places around the world. But like the Golden State Warriors, they use it's not gold. The San Francisco 49ers gold is a darker gold color of gold, the mineral gold, whereas uh, uh, they use red and gold. And the you know, Golden State Warriors use a, a royal blue, or it's actually not a royal blue. It's not that dark, but they use a blue and a gold. Uh, and in fact, the, gold, the blue color of the, of the Facebook emblem that is not the F, but the circle is the same color that the uh, Golden State Warriors use. And then the color that is gold is, in fact, a yellow color. It's not gold. It's yellow. But it's a dark yellow, a bright yellow, like our sun. And that's considered yellow. That's not gold. So there's a difference in the energy. And when you get to see that uh, energy, mostly when you see the life force energy of this planet, it comes through in that purple or violet color in your mind's eye, in your third eye, uh, until uh, later on when you start getting into magic with a K or the higher learning, uh, the higher teachings, uh, and, and the higher vibration, and then you start seeing it uh, slightly different. So I wanted to cover that uh, today. Uh, I think we'll I'll cover the rest as we go. I want to make this very uh, clear, and so I will, we'll go slow and methodical until we catch back up. We'll probably take two or three more weeks to get caught up to session five, and then I'll jump back to playing the videos and translating uh, what's there and taking your questions. So if you guys have questions, now's the time for any uh, serious questions. I mean, I was hoping you would throw some up there during. Uh, some of you did, uh, but if you have any other questions, throw those up now uh, because I wanted everyone to realize how we got stuck, why we're stuck, and what it means to be stuck, okay? So, right, yeah, so Peter, gold, he says gold, green, white, and, or, or yeah, gold, green, white, and gold is the color of Ireland, uh, peace and prosperity. Right, right. That's why. And then some people think that that gold color is orange, right? They think that's orange, and it's actually a gold color, but it's a different offtake from. Uh, but it is. That's the the color that's on the flag: the gold, the green, and the and the white. Uh, or the yeah, you know, the gold, the green, and the white. And um, that means peace and prosperity, right? So. The, and that's true to the colors uh, of the gold and the the white being purity, and then green. If you look at your uh, if you look at your heart chakra, that's the where your green chakra is is the heart, right? Because the the red root chakra is the base, and then you have the yellow, right, which is the diaphragm, and then you have the the uh, the yellow, and then it goes into the uh, you know, red, uh, yellow, orange. No, orange is your heart, isn't it? And then green is your throat chakra, and then the purple is your third eye, and then the violet is your so the so you have the the or uh, you know the orange color, and um, and that's sort of that golden mix between the two of the yellow and the and the uh, red or the yellow and the orange, right? So yeah, orange is sacral, right? So it goes it goes yellow, orange, no red, orange, yellow, or no, it goes yellow, orange. And so yeah, it goes yellow, red. No, red is sacral. Red is the base root. 
that's the sacral chakra, isn't it? And then you're, and then you have the, no, you're thinking of the diaphragm. That's the sacral chakra. Yes. So it goes red, orange, yellow, and then goes into the, I'd have to look now. Hold on. It's on my phone. <laughs> yeah. It's orange, then yellow. You're right. And then the green is the heart chakra. I was right. So you're absolutely right, Melissa. You're absolutely right. The heart is green. <laughs> <laughs> the blue, the indigo is the throat. The indigo is the voice. And then the the purple is the third eye. And then uh, the crown chakra is your is your violet. And that's above the third eye. That's the that's knowing that's the the above the ego. Right. And then uh, and then you have the they show, you know, then that's the white is the super conscious. But that's not the, the golden light of the gods. That's not the God chakra, the creation chakra. The creation is above that. And that's the golden ray that we're talking about. So. Right. So the no, the indigo is it's it's in the throat. The indigo is actually located in the throat. They may call it the third eye chakra, but it's actually in the it's in the throat. And the the purple is above that, and that's the one that's right in your in your third eye space, right? So it, that's it. You know, literally, I, I could show you on camera. Let's see if you look if you look them up. But then there's some teachings that dismiss the the violet chakra and pull everything up and don't have and they don't have seven major arcana they only have six and some only have five right so that's so it depends on on which area that you're looking at uh for that but the but the the indigo which is blue indigo is a blue color indigo is not purple indigo is a blue color uh that is located in the throat area it's not in your uh, head it's not in your forehead the one that's in your forehead is uh actually the purple and that's that the and the truth of that is it's actually below the that one's really kind of in your nose in your regular eyes and then the crown chakra is not detached in most uh, pictures from your head it's actually at the top of your head uh and that's the violet so so there is there's not uh, 100% i would say i agree with casey i would say the truth is if you pulled the indigo chakra out of the human head and moved that slightly above the head and pulled everything else up equally, you would end up with the indigo chakra sliding up to the third eye. And then uh, the crown chakra would be the purple chakra and the indigo, I'm sorry, the indigo would be in the, in the face for the, where the third eye is. And then above that on your forehead would be the purple. And then the, uh, uh, the, um, uh, lavender would be above that, and then the the superconscious, which is your higher higher self, would be the white. And I think that's really more prevalent. So I think your instincts of the indigo being the third eye, I think, might be a little bit more uh, accurate. But it's not what's depicted. Uh, but I would tend to agree with you on just from what I gather from the vibration. I think it was diminished in some ways and taught that way. Um, on purpose. I really do. Uh, so I think if you pull it further out of the head to where you're above the ego, I think that happens at the indigo more than at the throat. However, um, each of us has to figure that out on our own, but for just from where I'm getting, and I think once we transfer through from the third, through the fourth, into the fifth, and some of us through partway through the fifth, I don't think very many are going to go to the sixth. 
but some will. I think that you're going to find that it stretches more and we're going to start reassessing the uh, reevaluating where we have those placed in the body. But I don't think the heart chakra is going to change much from where it is uh, because of what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think the other ones should be stretched out just a little bit. <laughs> right. So, right. in the bright light. Yeah. The bright light. Well, any of them are seen as bright, but when you see the, if you start seeing the gold or the white, um, that's, that's the, uh, the reflection of, of, of that space. And you could be ascending into that place. It's very possible. Many of us are, and that's when you start getting the deja vus. That's when you can get into that, that, uh, state of, um, uh, of meditation without having to take an hour or two to meditate, to do it. And I show you that on my show many times of that 30 second meditation that we do it all the time. We achieve that vibration above the mind, the thinking mind, and the pain body, and above the ego, above their reach, where they cannot speak to you when you're in that place. And that's that place that we call that aha moment or that awe moment where the sun rises or it sets and you go, oh, wow, look at that. And you just freeze for a second and you're just witnessing it and taking it in. You're not thinking. Your ego's not talking to you. Nothing is, is happening at that point. You're just being the witnesser. You're experiencing. And if you look at children, you see it in their eyes. Like I take out my glasses so you can see me do it, right? Little babies, when, they're, when their eyes are open up and they're looking around, what are they doing? They have a grin on their face, always, probably drooling. And they're looking around and they're not looking around with their eyes. They're looking around with their head. Right? And they have this almost a blank stare, but you can tell they're taking it all in. That is what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to achieve that when we meditate. We're trying to get back to that childlike state where we're not corrupted by this and stuck in this matrix. And it's supposed to happen. It's this isn't a prison planet that somebody created and that we're all thrown here. It's not that's not true. Although it is true because we created it for ourselves so that we could have an organic life and we would know death so that we could round out our soul. And we would know the difference between light and darkness and good and evil and, and strife and, and happiness and pain and love and hate and, and all of the uh, two aspects of everything. And the only way you can really have that is that's what the law of one teaches. The only way that you can truly have that is to have the veiling process happen and then have chaos created. You can't have chaos without the veiling because if people choose to be evil, you go, why are you doing that? You're just we're all the same anyway, bro. And that's the way it was with people. They were just learning and you would only learn one aspect of the universe. We weren't learning uh, everything that we, that we could imagine and we could imagine a lot more. Uh, so as the God creator of the universe, as the, the creation, you know, I have an objective side to myself and, and I wanted to create and feel all aspects of every possible scenario that could happen in the in a reality that we that I was creating that we were creating, that we wanted it to be organic and what to know what life is. To truly know what life is, you have to know what death is. To truly know what darkness is, you have to know what light is. To truly know what light is, you have to know darkness. So to know what pain is, you have to have pleasure, and to know what pleasure is, you have to have pain. That was the theory in uh, Chronicles of Riddick, where they were teaching that that pain is one thing and that you could get pleasure as well. And they did the same thing in uh, Battlestar Galactica, where they were teaching that through pain, you learn what pleasure is. 
And that's the only way that you can learn what pain is, is through pleasure. So you have to have all aspects of the yin and the yang. That is only here. Once you learn those things and you digest those things and we have every possible scenario of experiences that there are, and each one of us individually is having a completely separate one, as well as a conglomeration of all of us together, um, that is teaching us every possible avenue of every possible emotion, of every possible existence that we can have. Uh, so mine is going to be completely different than Peter's and his is going to be completely different than Casey's, even though we're all having the same one on earth. We're all in different places. We are brought up differently and all of our uh, complete knowledge of the known universe is completely different from each other, even though we're located on the same planet. So if you were to come from another planet, you might have a completely different way of life and way of thinking that might be so foreign to us that we would reject it because it's not any of the ones that we have on this planet. But that doesn't make either one of them wrong or right. It's just they are. So that's why everything is directly related to a certain point of view. Every experience that you have is your own. We only have similar experiences than everyone else. That's why there is no religion that is right, and there is no religion that is wrong. There is no spiritual path that is right, and there is no spiritual path that is wrong, no matter what it is. And there is no right and wrong. So there is no good and evil. There just is. We make it so. That's why I texted, for those of you who are in the group, I texted, there is no reality, only we make it so. And if you're not in the chat room and you want to be, right, go to Orion Rising, uh, where you've got the link to get in here, unless somebody sent it to you in another group. Go to Orion Rising, the page on uh, on Facebook, and you can click into the chat for Messenger, or you can find it where it says Law of One uh, Class Chat, and you can get into that Messenger chat where we will be having discussions and, and having conversations and questions that were not answered on the show that you guys think of. You can post there, and then I'll answer them uh, for you there. So that will be ongoing as long as we're doing the Law of One. You can come and leave that chat as often as possible. If the chat gets too big and your phone keeps blowing up, you can silence the chat so it doesn't ring through your phone. And then you have to check it to see the conversations. If it's too much for you and you don't like chats, you don't have to be a part of that. It's not a requirement for the class. I just put that there for people to, that are taking this course to be able to communicate when they're not just on the show. Right. So for those of you listening on the MP3 file, if you don't like Facebook, uh, you can still get on Messenger uh, and, and talk to everybody on Messenger if you want or ask me questions instead of in, in messaging me personally. I just put a chat out there to make it more convenient uh, for everyone to be able to uh, communicate that way. So those of you who are around the world, if you have access to Messenger uh, you guys can uh, do the, the same and ask questions. If not, then you can try and contact me through either email or on YouTube or wherever to ask questions. A lot of people talk to me on Messenger who don't watch the show on the MP4 version like we're on now. They listen to the MP3 version and then they talk to me during, uh, you know, on Messenger. So for those of you who do that, if you want, you can either continue doing that or you can talk to me through the chat that is made for uh, the law of one that I uh, put up there for you guys. Okay. So I will stop there because it was two hours. It'll get progressively uh, faster as time goes right now. I'm giving you the, in, you know, the introduction for those of you who don't already know what the law of one is. And I'm doing that for people who might come here first. We, you know, we had a, a gentleman in the audience who said it is my first time here. 
Uh, hopefully he stayed and hopefully he's getting something out of it. Uh, and uh, then, uh, you know, as time goes, I won't have to do that anymore. We'll just run with it. And I'll go back to just showing you the stuff and then talking uh, to you and about what's going on, like I was doing when I was reading here. Okay. So next time we'll pick up right there at, the, at that and we'll do two and three. Because uh, there's uh, a few things in there that I want to talk about in there that uh, backs up what, what Ra was giving as information uh, going that you need to know to get what's happening and why. And then after that, we're going to just be pedals to the metal and I will be back to translating and I'll be playing the videos and showing the words on the screen that uh, have the computer with that English accent talking. Uh, and we'll just run with that and we'll be back uh, on the track at or around the fourth or fifth session and we have 106 total sessions to go through and you guys can come and go as you please it'll be out there in the ether for you to hear so if you're not here live uh then you just won't get to ask questions live unless you're in the chat live and then if you're in the other chat this is why i say that if you don't listen to it live and you either listen to it later on an mp3 file wherever you listen to your mp3 file because it's broadcast there uh, and if it's not, let me know and I'll get you the RSS number or you can go to to pod, you know, uh, Orion Rising, all one word, Orion Rising uh, dot Podbean, P-O-D as in David, B-E-A or B-E-E-N, no B-E-A-N, B-E-A-N, like the bean, Podbean dot com. And that'll take you to uh, where I pay money for them to have the RSS number available. And you can copy and paste that into your browser of your favorite place where you get your podcast, your MP3 podcast. And the company who owns that will take the RSS number and broadcast my show whenever I uh, put something in there because they don't want you leaving them and going to like iHeartRadio or iTunes or, or one of those other places where I am uh, um, also on. Uh, so, okay. So that's, that, that's that for this week. Like I said, we'll pick back up right there and move on from there. Uh, if you guys have any questions in off hours, uh, you know, contact me in the chat or, uh, contact me, uh, in a, you know, a personal chat and, uh, you guys can ask whatever questions and I'll try to answer them as best I can. That's why I like to take them in the chats because some of it might be answered by other people. On, and you know what I mean? If depending on the time of, uh, cause I, you know, this is a world. It's 24 hours uh, right now, <laughs> right? There's somebody in every time zone of the planet that listens to the show. So it's bedtime, it's morning, it's afternoon, it's evening, it's tomorrow, uh, depending on where you are in the world, right? That's why I say that, right? So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. This has been Orion Rising. We have been covering the Law of One. This is, concludes Class 1, and I will number all the classes until we have 106 sessions done. Uh, however many classes that takes, that way people know the progression of where we are, right? And it won't just be a coinciding with the number of what we're doing in that class. So we might be on session 10 and be on class four. Do you understand? So you'll know that when you get there because it'll be on the screen, either in the part that I bring up or the video. So you'll know where we are. All right, guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend. I will be, we are supposed to be on a podcast yesterday. It got postponed. Hopefully it will be on tomorrow. Uh, the host uh, of the podcast, she was here in the audience earlier. I saw her in the audience earlier. Uh, she, was, she wasn't feeling good, so we didn't do it. We postponed it for tomorrow. So tomorrow night we'll be on the pervy perspective. I think that's what it's called, pervy perspective, unless I'm missing something. Ariel's pervy perspective on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Uh, and I think, it's, she, I think she just goes on YouTube, but I'll have the link in Facebook for you. And we'll be talking about, uh, you know, uh, comparative religion. I'm a theologian. That's what I do. 
is talk about comparative religion and show everybody how they're all the same and how all of that ties in. And then the law of one just being another uh, a version of, of raw telling us the same thing that I'm telling you, comparatively showing you that all the religions are basically the same. There is no difference. It's just semantics. All right, guys, have a great night. I love you guys. Make sure you share this out uh, to anybody you might think might be interested in this. Uh, to see if they want to uh, partake in uh, learning, a higher learning of spirituality and an understanding, understanding, there's that word again, it's programmed, part of our programming, uh, comprehension of theology uh, to reason out or learn and read for yourself, but get the tools that show you that everything that you've ever heard of that is a religion from anywhere in any time in any space on this world or off are all the same, unless it is then the religion of nefariousness, which is in fact evil. And that is the opposite of the light, right? You're either in service to others or you're in service to self. That's it. You're one or the other. And if you haven't chosen that, you need to, because that's the problem and why you're stuck, because you haven't chosen one of those. And that's the only way you can ascend is you have to choose. And then eventually you have to only choose in service to others to ascend. That's purgatory and hell. I didn't make the rules. Actually, I did because on a higher, higher, higher plane, all of us are the one. And I didn't get in really depth in that saying you are all part of the original thought. So I'm going to cover that, which was the beginning part. I'm going to cover that more the beginning of next week and then move into uh, the rest of uh, being stuck and and moving forward and then right into the law of one uh, and the different sessions. So you guys have a great night. I'll see you guys next week for the law of one. Otherwise, you can catch us on uh, a podcast tomorrow night, which is usually going to be on Thursdays. I do a Skull Island on Wednesday. I do uh, the Purview Perspective now on uh, 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 Thursday. And then I do uh, Orion Rising. Uh, this is the only one. Though. Skull Island I co-created with four people, three three other people and myself. Um, the other show is not mine. I'm just a guest speaker on that, on, on Ariel's show. And then I created this one. All right, guys. Uh, I love you guys. Have a good weekend. If I don't see you in the chat, I'll see you next week.